Today's September 27th, 2019, and pleased to welcome back to the Ozark Folk Center State Park after a long hiatus, Denise Lanuti. Good afternoon, Denise. Good afternoon, Darren. Thanks for having me. Well, um, there's a lot to dig into here. Um, first off, I want to maybe start out by telling, uh, by asking you and telling us rather, uh, what brought you to Mountain View in the mid seventies? Um, I guess the idealistic idea of uh, coming, going back to the land and surviving, and it was also an inexpensive place to live. That was a popular movement back then. Yes, it was. Um, I didn't hold up as well as some of some of the other hippies. <laughs> I, I ended up being really hungry, and so <laughs> I moved on and went up to Columbia, actually, from here, Columbia, Missouri, and started playing other kinds of music up there. Mostly got turned on to playing some jazz stuff. And then uh, left there and went out to California and met my husband and then dragged him back to the Ozarks. And now we're in the Fayetteville area. So describe to me, if you can, what was the scene in, in Mountain View then uh, in the in the mid-70s? I mean, if you try to think what was going on back then, um, Saturday Night Fever had just come out recently. Disco was really popular. <laughs> Jimmy Carter was president. And then all of a sudden there's this little enclave of, you know, sort of really conservative religious folks and then also sort of back the back to the earth movement coexisting here at the same time. Yeah, it was a very interesting time. It was a strange and very obvious dichotomy too. Um, it was a very tight community of, you know, back to the landers or young people trying to make it. Um, you know, growing their own food, and also most of us had to find work as well. And I worked here at the Folk Center starting in 1978 until about 1983, I think, yeah. And I had a great time. I developed amazing relationships with great friends that I still maintain today and played some great music and had amazing great parties, lots of square dancing and yeah, now great we, times. I wonder, were you out in like Meadow in the Meadow Creek area? That was a real popular uh, part of Stone County uh, for the Back to the Landers movement. Where were you? Do you even remember? <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Actually, I was in the New Nada okay. area yeah, yeah. in Big Spring, back yep. by a Pony Peak Ranch back there. It was. Did you go to the? Um, uh, I don't want to say the well, but the spring that was on the side of the highway in 66, it's still there. It shoots out water. Did you collect your water and the whole deal? Well, I actually had a well on my porch, so I would drop my bucket down in the well and had my drinking water there. Um, I did also have electricity. We did not have a phone. It was very rural and, yeah, very different i mean you said you got hungry and i don't don't want to dwell on this too much but i'm just <laughs> i'm interested um i mean what i you probably at some point you know hunger can lead to disillusionment pretty quickly <laughs> i guess right you, you, you got that right <laughs> well i had a young child okay. at the time and we were only making ten dollars per night here at the folk center and we could only work three nights a week 
So it wasn't a whole lot of money. We could maximum make $60 a week. And that was our only source of income for quite a while. And that's why I got hungry. Oh, and also in the winter, there it closed. There was no work in the winter. And I don't even remember how we made it through that. It was slim pickings. Well, and um, our program host, Dave Smith, was part of the generation that moved here. Uh, and he managed to make it he did very quite well su- yes successfully he's got an amazing place and has been off the grid this whole time yeah. and him and i were friends way back then and hung out and you know he's a very hard worker and very devoted to doing things right and well and that's why he made it yeah have you been out to his house recently yes i have and we're gonna go back out there tomorrow oh good good so i get a chance to visit with him i know also uh, speaking of old friends, uh, Mark Jones, you knew back in the day as well. Yes. Uh-huh. And so he's a regular contributor to the radio show. And then uh, we also talked about Roger Fountain, one of the popular fiddlers here who was here back then as well. So I can date myself. I mean, if you moved here in 78, I was eight. And then by, oh. the, by the time you left, I was 13. <laughs> well. So I was alive, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> well, I was I was pretty young myself at the time. How, how were you? Just out of high school, out of college? Um, let's see. You know, I was twenty years old. I was born in nineteen fifty-seven, so seventy-eight. So I was twenty-one years old when I first came here. And, now I'm sixty-two. So okay, it's amazing to be back. So <clears throat> when you pulled up again today, uh, did you have some memories sort of rushing back and some flashbacks? What did that feel like? <laughs> Oh, I actually do. Yeah, there was, uh, you know, some old timers that used to play here that um, I'm not sure really appreciated the um, back to the land movement uh, very much. Imagine, so yeah. there was some tension sometimes with some of the old timers, but there was a lot of fantastic music that came out of here just the same. And Caroline Rainbolt was a great dancer, and she was a neighbor of mine, and. She made a she made a big mark on this place as well. And Robert and Mary Gellahan, of course, we've been friends for all those years. You know, we still like to sing together. I'll be singing with them tonight. Yeah, that's right. So they were here. They were here when you moved here as well, I guess. Yes, they were. I think uh, they were pretty new here at the time as well. Yeah, Mary had probably been here a few, working at the park a few years, I think. And you know, she just retired a year or so ago. We are of that age. Yeah. Well, I'm not far behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my husband could retire. <laughs> um, so you you came here for the back to sort of the looking for a simpler lifestyle. What was your involvement in, in music then? And how did this region, if at all, sort of shape what you uh, went on to do later? That's a good question. Um, one of the things that made us stay here as long as we did was the connection with music and it was very enriching and interesting and fulfilling to learn more about American folk music and um, developing such great, intimate, close relationships with the other musicians musicians around here has been one of the greatest gifts of my life, really. I, you know, I love to visit Mountain View very much. I love living in Fayetteville, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's nice to visit here. And as far as music goes, um, after I left here, then I went on to Columbia and started um, learning more um, jazz music and uh, them man chords. I've heard them called many times. I've never or, heard that term. Yes. What's that mean? Because uh, I play up the neck and do a lot oh, of four-finger okay. jazz okay. chords and okay. stuff. Yeah, people are just, yeah, they don't usually see. There's not a ton of women that do it. And I also, I have the end of my fingers cut off. Oh, you do? Good yes. grief. Look at that. Your <laughs> index finger there. My index finger on my left uh, hand. So, yeah. How, well, that begs the question. How did it happen? It got caught in a door when I was a baby. Oh, wow. So it's, you know, I don't remember it being any other way. But I'd have to say, you know, one of the reasons I started playing guitar and then went on to really pursue jazz chords was because I had... Uh, to me, it was very much a physical challenge, and um, I wanted to prove to myself mm. that I could, in fact, play guitar. Because I was told at an early age, you can't play violin, and I was like, well, I'm going to play something because I want to, and I'm a very <laughs> stubborn and determined person. So I've, uh, I still study jazz and play music with a group of guys and in Fayetteville, we have a great time together. And I love the physical challenge of it. And I, of course, I just love and admire all jazz musicians. Well, Mountain Views is a decidedly a niche market when it comes to folk music. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, there's a, a sort of specific sound and style and, and tradition. And uh, folks who have been here a long time expect to hear things a certain way, expect to hear a style of fiddling or expect to hear the certain tunes right. uh, done and that kind of stuff. Um, but as you moved on, uh, and as you said, you studied jazz, I'm wondering, uh, this is a question we used to ask folks a lot uh, a couple of years ago, and I kind of got tired of asking it, but I think it's relevant uh, in your case because you spent time here and then, you know, I've gone on and now you're back in Arkansas. But as far from your perspective, what's really um the sort of the the folk tradition or the music tradition here in Mountain View that that's resonated with you all these years oh gosh that's... I mean you think about square dances you think about somebody like Book Miller Shannon playing Absolutely. banjo you think about Roger Fountain as a as a dance fiddler well I totally I appreciate all of those aspects of the music but I kind of have always felt like it was the oral tradition that probably really moved me the most. Um, the tunes and the stories are, of course, you know, an integral part of the whole um, scene. But, yeah, it's basically storytelling to music. And I guess that's what has always moved me the most. And I still very much love old-time music. It's not as though I don't play that at all anymore because I do. As you saw from the show earlier today, we, we still do that. But we do also tend to perhaps approach some traditional songs in a slightly different way, like perhaps like Temperance Reel, instead of playing it in a major key, we're playing it mostly out of minors. And so, and same thing with Sail Away Ladies. We'll switch back and forth between majors and minors just to give it some interest and I mean, to me, um, it's still part of the tradition. 
it's still part of the tradition in that uh, being able to um, put your own spin on it, so to speak, um, is what's always made music interesting and kept it alive. And I appreciate also tradition and keeping things um, as they were written as well. But I also can appreciate a different approach. Did you get a chance to spend any time uh, or have any experience with Jimmy Driftwood when you were here? Yes, as a matter of fact, we met him right when we first got here, and we did quite a bit of work for him. We worked Southern School Assemblies and traveled, which was horribly difficult at the time. We would have to do three towns a day in Texas, three schools, three towns, and I had a baby, a young child, and a Volkswagen Beetle with two guitars, two banjos, auto harp, fiddle, mandolin. And no air conditioning. And no air conditioning. <laughs> and it was rough. Let me tell you, I would show up to those gigs looking like I just crawled no. out from under a car. So, so he hired you to do that? He got us in connection with the Southern School Assemblies people, yes. But we also played at the Jimmy Driftwood Barn a lot. And what was uh, what was your take on Jimmy? I mean, all these years, you know, now he's been passed, and there's really, you know, either I never knew him, I never met him, I, ah. you know, so I didn't know. But it, my experience here is there's no gray area with him. That's very true. Right? Absolutely true. Uh, he absolutely loved us. He really did. He thought Jim was just the most amazing musician Jim ever. Bing. Jim Lansford was my ex-husband. A terrific, spectacular, unforgettably talented musician. And um, I backed him up. I played banjo and guitar behind Jim. Um and we sang together. And Jimmy Driftwood really uh, took really good care of us. He gave us a house to live in, filled our gas tank, our, so we had some propane and we could cook and stay warm when we first got here. And he really scolded Jim at the time for, you better take better care of her. She's going to freeze out here. And she's so little and young and that baby. And so he was very kind and generous to us. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, he was a good man to us. And did he was he still working at the Folk oh, Center yes. here at that time? Oh, no, excuse me, not at the Folk Center. Right. He had his barn at that time, and that's where we played down there at the barn. Yeah, he had, uh, his tenure had passed, I guess, by the yeah. time uh, you were here. Uh, that's, that's interesting because he, you know, from what I've read and gathered uh, from stories and things over the years, I mean, he was... Um, he had a big tent. I mean, you mentioned, you know, you you were the sort of the hippies coming here then. And uh, he had a big tent. He seemed to be welcoming. But at the same time, once you were in the tent, he, you gotta, we're going to do it this way. That's kind of how it seemed to go. Is that accurate? Well, it is to a certain extent yeah. because when he hired us to do Southern School Assemblies, and we did it for several months, and it was really difficult because we just didn't have the right vehicle, and we had too many instruments and three schools a day in different towns, and it was $500 a week cash, and you had to pay all your own expenses, so we didn't make any money either, hardly. And when we told him we didn't want to do it again, he was not very happy with us. <laughs> he got a little bit mad at us. But we were just like, look, we got to 
we got to take care of ourselves here. So yeah. we stuck to our guns. But I loved him because I thought he was a very uh, intelligent and very interesting person and very passionate, very intense. One hell of a songwriter, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One hell of a songwriter. All right. So let's fast forward a bit. So you're up in Fayetteville now, yes. uh, which has a very, very active and strong music scene of its own. Yes. Um, probably to a degree rivals Mountain View in as much as it's just a larger city. So you've mm -hmm. got more going on, more musicians. Mm -hmm. it's, you've got a university, there's clubs, but more places to play, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we have a lot of Fayetteville, Fayetteville musicians come down here. Uh, Roy Pilgrim, mm -hmm. Viva Stegmeier, Clark mm -hmm. Buehling. Mm -hmm. Sure, um, I know all those guys. Yeah, yeah, and so, uh, and there's some others I just can't remember off the top of my head right now. But anyway, so tell me about that scene uh, from your perspective now. There's a lot of young folks involved in it. Mm -hmm. Well, Fayetteville's interesting in that there's a strong blues scene, a mm -hmm. strong jazz scene, there's a very good old-timey kind of scene. Um, we kind of fit somewhere in between all of those because we do, you know, several different styles of music. Um, but the music scene in Fayetteville is, it's pretty fun. None of us really like the bar scene much because it's so loud and, you know, you have to compete with everybody yelling and throwing bottles. No, I'm kidding. There's no <laughs> bottle throwing, but you know, it's noisy in a bar and people are conversing and having a good time. And we kind of prefer a listening audience because we have very tight harmonies. But I would like to say before we get um, off track some mm -hmm. more is um, Dennis Collins and I have been playing together for over 30 years. I met him the very first day I came to Northwest Arkansas. And we played music, and really we've been playing music together ever since. Um, we sing very well together, and I, he's a really good guitar player, and I, I like backing him up. Jennifer's been with us probably about a year and a half, maybe two years. I don't know. I've slept since then, so I'm not really sure. But she's a very talented drummer and bass player, and she's and singer. She's wonderful to play music with our voices blend very well and then Baird Blaine mandolin player guitar player songwriter instrument builder extraordinary is very very talented and we have a really nice time together and that's you know one of the best things about you know being in a group like this because it can be intense working and figuring out songs so it's good that we have a good relationship so it could be said you have a mighty fine time together we do have a mighty fine time together <laughs> <laughs> well, we should mention uh baird uh elaborate on it rather uh he has a guitar company uh, yes. and he spells his first name how b-a-y-a-r-d and then if you Type that in your goggle machine and then put in guitars next to it and find out some information on what he's doing. He makes some nice instruments. He really does. He doesn't <clears> just <throat> make guitars. He makes mandolins I saw that. and yeah, octave mandolins and arch top guitars and you know, he's very, very, very talented and also hilarious. If you don't know Baird, oh my gosh, that guy's a riot. <laughs> he's fun to hang out with. Well, excellent. Well he's super cute too. He's a pretty handsome fellow. <laughs> Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. Um, <clears throat> so, um, 
as I think when we talked on the phone, um, as I usually do sort of every winter, sort of ask folks, so who'd, who'd you like to see come in? Who haven't we had and come perform here at the Folk Center a long time? And Dave, uh, Dave Smith said, boy, what about Denise? You know, she used to play here all the time. And that's how we got in contact. And I'm glad uh, Dave remembered you. I'm glad (laughs) (laughs) his memory's slipping a little bit. Um, No, it isn't. Uh, And I'm glad. Anyway, we uh, had a chance to host host you, and it's fun to see folks come back uh, who haven't been here for some time and see the smile on your face. And I know reliving some of the good times and and probably uh, trying to uh, put some of the other times in perspective uh, as well. Yes. It's nice. It's so it's good to have you back and I'm I'm glad you had the opportunity. Thank you very much for asking us. And I I feel very honored and very happy to be here. It's a very good feeling and of course it's great to see all my old friends and make new ones. So thank you again. I'm glad I could do it. You bet Denise. Continued success. Thank you very much.